Welcome to the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon Show, where I believe a healthy world is based on transparent conversations. In today's episode of the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon Show, I sit down with one of my new best friends, Jen Gottlieb. Jen is someone I believe is going to be one of the most famous, well-known, goes down in history, motivational and keynote speakers of our time. Jen has a very interesting history. She did a five-year run as a host on VH1 and a successful career as a Broadway actress. Jen is an entrepreneur as well. She co-founded Super Connector Media, which is an award-winning online education, events, and training company that teaches business owners how to build profitable businesses. There's a couple amazing things about Jen. and In fact, there's many. She is a powerhouse. She was recently named one of the top 50 speakers in the world by Real Leaders Magazine. She's spoken alongside celebrities from Snoop Dogg to you name it, A-Rod. In addition to speaking on some of the biggest international stages, Jen has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, the list goes on. Here's what I love about Jen. In this episode, you're going to learn her personal journey. Remember, we all didn't start out at the top. You get to the top by going through the hard things. We talk about how does one define and find success for themselves, how you can step into your own power, and finally, understanding that you already have everything you need to fulfill your dreams. If you like this podcast, please take a moment to write a review, share it with a friend, leave a comment. I know how valuable your time is and I appreciate it so much. This episode is brought to you by Eight Sleep. Do you struggle to fall asleep, wake up in the middle of the night, or argue with your partner over the thermostat? I do. And that is one reason why I love Eight Sleep. And I actually use the Eight Sleep pod cover. It works hard to improve my sleep it'll improve your sleep so you don't have to. Now, one of the things that is challenging for all my patients is this idea of temperature regulation, especially as it relates to man and woman. Uh, Oftentimes, women are getting hot depending what's happening, if they're going through menopause. And the guys that I hear always like it very, very cold. So what are you gonna do? Eight sleep technology adjusts the temperature for both people. That's amazing. The pod cover fits on any mattress, allows you to adjust the temperature of your sleeping environment, providing the optimal temperature that gets you your best night's sleep. With the pod cover, it has a dual zone temperature control. You and your partner can set your sides of the bed to as cool as 55 degrees or as hot as 110. So based on your biometrics, environment, and sleep stages, the pod cover, how amazing is this, makes temperature adjustments throughout the night that limit wake up and increase your percentage of deep sleep. Health begins with sleep. I used to never believe this, but I do now. Head on over to eatsleep.com slash Dr. Lion and save $150 on the Eat Sleep pod cover. That's eatsleep.com slash Dr. Lion and save $150. A special thank you to Timeline for sponsoring this episode of the show. I am totally hooked on the product called MitoPure. If you've listened to any of my other podcasts, I'm sure that you've heard me talk about urolithin A. This is exactly what MitoPure is. And why is this important? It's important to understand that the human body is an energy generating machine and cellular energy is like your 
personal health speed limit. The way in which we get cellular energy is through having healthy mitochondria. As we age, mitochondria becomes damaged, making it harder to produce the energy that we need to feel our best. Oftentimes, people complain of fatigue. Everybody feels energy. When they have healthy mitochondria, ways to get healthy mitochondria, we often think of exercise. There is a new product on the market called MitoPure, which has, again, this compound called urolithin A in it. And this helps with the replacement of damaged mitochondria, replacing with fresh new ones. And Timeline Nutrition is one of the most thoroughly researched products I have come across with over a decade of peer-reviewed published science. This product is amazing. And especially if you're interested in the muscle-centric lifestyle, then MitoPure is the way to go. If you try one new product this year, this is it. Timeline is offering my community 10% off your first order of MitoPure. Go to TimelineNutrition.com slash Dr. Lion. Use the code Dr. Lion to get 10% off your order. That's TimelineNutrition.com slash Dr. Lion. I recommend trying their starter pack with all three formulas. Jen Gottlieb. Gabrielle Lyon. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. And one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on, well, there's many, but in particular, we are in a time right now where social media, media is taking on essentially a life of its own. Mm -hmm. And we need leaders and we need experts in that field and in that domain to help guide us. Well, I'm honored to be here, and I'm honored that you wanted to talk to me about this because this is the world that I live in, and it's unbelievably important that people are super intentional about both sides of social media, both sides of branding, whether that is looking at other people's brands and comparing yourself to other people or what is real and what's not and what's real information and what's not, and then also how to be seen as you when you're building your personal brand. So yeah. there's so many different angles here, and you're the best person for me to talk to about this in the world because- you know that you, well, I tell you this all the time, but now I'll tell you this on the show in front of everybody, but you are the real deal when it comes to building an authentic brand and speaking your truth and really standing for what you believe in. And it's shown twofold. Oh, thank you. I think, um, well, again, thank you so much for that. The other thing that you said that's really important is you're right. There has to be authentic voices. Mm -hmm. And what we're up against now is a whole a universe of misinformation, disinformation. And what I think is also really important is that we don't live in the same world that we used to mm -hmm. before social media. Before social media, the way in which we interacted with each other was totally different. Mm -hmm. And now we interact together, but more so through a phone, a computer, different than we ever have before. Yeah. And you are an expert in this. And when I say an expert, I mean, you are an entrepreneur, you are a brand builder, but what's most important is you've been on your own journey. Yeah. And you've been able to create success in a space, but also really a leadership role in a way that I haven't seen anyone else do it. Thank you. And, you know, I'm just really thrilled for you to share all of the tools, how we can navigate, mm -hmm. how we can navigate in a positive way the world as it is now, which is full of comparison and people are scrolling and it, it can make it to the point where individuals will never reach their dreams. Yeah. Well, there's positives and there's negatives about social media. And I was just talking about this on a live. So I go live every morning. <laughs> I do, do. I, I do my makeup. All the time. I know you do. And I'm like, oh, Gabrielle, everyone needs to follow her. So now every morning, I, I feel like I have a responsibility. And this is my, this is the way that I, 
am doing my own part to help in this world of filters and comparisonitis and all of that is I like to post about you know my highlight reel. I think that it's actually a great place to build your online brochure, your online resume to showcase your brand, who you are, the best parts of your life, right? That's what a lot of social media is, especially if you're building a brand, if you want to become a thought leader or an entrepreneur, business owner, that's great. I think it's awesome. But it's unbelievably important now to also show the realness, not only to build your brand and build an audience of people that want to connect with you because humans like to connect with humans not perfect fake things, right? So, and I also feel very responsible if I'm gonna post the highlight reel and I'm gonna post me on stages and I'm gonna post really curated, beautiful photos of me, which I love, I also have to show the other side, which is me putting on my makeup and me just being real and me like my dog's barking in the background and my husband coming, walking in, like yelling at me. And I'm like, wait, and like, you know, all of that to showcase that everybody starts from chapter one, whether that is barefaced with nothing on and a zit that I'm covering up in front of everybody or, you know, just like, oh, I'm feeling nervous today or I'm not feeling it today. Let's all bring each other up. So it's unbelievably important to know both sides. And if you're a thought leader or if you're a business owner, I feel like it's you're doing a disservice for your business and for your community if you're not showing up as your true self, if you're really stuck in that place of feeling like you need to filter everything or you need to be this perfect version of you in order for people to follow you. Because if you continuously do that, number one, you're going to attract an audience full of people that like a version of you that's not even you. And that's really hard to keep up with. And number two, you're going to be living in an authentic version of yourself. So you're always going to be with this weird argument within yourself. Like, is that really me? And you're always going to feel that feeling of stuckness. Like, I don't really love my brand. I don't really love my business. It's probably because you are showcasing a piece of you that's not the whole you. And so I think it's important that we do that. Yeah, actually, I've never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. um, when someone is, you know, we talk about building a brand, but you and I were talking offline and it there is this, is the brand different from the authentic person, mm -hmm. right? For me personally, I don't feel any different behind the scenes that I do than I do in front of the camera, mm -hmm. right? I, I feel like there is very tight alignment. I'm not filtering. I don't hide things. I mean, maybe I don't expose all of my uh, life on social media. You know, I share less and less about my kids as they're getting older and that my husband can't find socks, those kinds of things. How do we navigate a world where exposure mm -hmm. is now the new normal? Mm. So it's really important to know that there's good and there's bad, right? Like we started, I started talking about this and then I went on a tangent the other way. But it's really important to be on social media because if you think about it, nowadays, no one's going to go hire a doctor if they don't have a social media presence. That, and that's true. And I, I see that there are really fine providers mm -hmm. that, which is one of the other things I try to do on my podcast is always bring people in that perhaps people don't know. But mm -hmm. you, you're 100% right. Yeah. It, I'm not going to hire a dentist, it's a doctor, the world we live in. a dog sitter. I'm not going to hire anybody unless I know that I can go online mm -hmm. and they have a presence on social media, on the internet. They've got credibility. They've got visibility. They've got authority. And they're showcasing their work or their personality or their beliefs on social. Think about it. If you went to go on the internet and you were thinking about working with someone or even like dating someone and they had no presence online, I would be freaked out. I would be like, no, I'm not going to go 
hire that person. So social media can be an unbelievable, hire that person or date that person. It's going to be an unbelievable, powerful tool for your business and for your life to be able to connect with people, to form that those powerful connections and bonds. I feel like we really connect over social media as well, but it can also be a really scary place where we can spend a lot of time comparing our real life to other people's highlight reels or what they're presenting or thinking that we're not good enough, thinking that everybody has these fabulous lives or these fabulous businesses and we're not doing good enough. So how do you start to navigate that knowing both sides, right? We wanna be able to build our brand, build our presence and also connect with people using social media. And then we also wanna beware that there is this toxicity about it that we can fall into really easily. And I'll be the first to tell you, I can catch myself scrolling and 15 minutes have gone by and suddenly I don't feel as good about myself as I did when I logged on. And I'm so I'm a human and I experience that too. And so what I try to do now with social is I go in intentionally. I always set an intention before I my thumb goes there. I always try to. Sometimes my thumb goes there automatically and I don't even realize what it's doing. But if you train yourself, just like in the gym, you can train your muscles. I train my thumb to go, nope, I'm being intentional. What am I doing on social right now? Am I posting something and creating something? Am I going to connect with specific human beings that I love and then go to their pages and I'll actually be Mm -hmm. intentional? I'm going to go to Gabrielle Lyons' page, see what she's up to and comment on her posts to support her and love on her. Or am I going to go find you know some information out that I would like to know. I'm going to go search a certain hashtag. So I think going into social media with an actual goal instead of just mindlessly scrolling is a very helpful tool that people can use immediately to remove that mindlessly scrolling and then getting off and feeling yucky about yourself. Because if you've accomplished a goal once you've went in and then you've left, you're going to feel that dopamine hit of getting a win. Oh, I commented on my friend's post. I created a post. I responded to some comments on my post or I learned something new. I entertained myself and then I was able to get off. You then are in control. You then have the power, right? It doesn't have the power over you. So that's one tip that people can start to use today to not let social media do you for you to do it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What about the um, visibility aspect? So what I mean by that is everybody, like you said, you would never date or hire. Well, you're married now, but you would never in the past. By yeah. the way, you know, Chris, she's taken off the market. You would never hire or engage with someone really that didn't have a presence or that you could see. For a lot of people that I hear and a lot of scientists, a lot of trainers, a lot of anybody who is now being forced to move into this social media space and the media space, which essentially is necessary to survive in many types of businesses, there is also a visibility Mm -hmm. that is very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So number one, how do you suggest people manage that? And then the other thing is, how do you decide what to expose and what not to? Yeah. Those are just a few questions. So for everybody out there that's listening right now, that's like, I know I need to be visible, but I really don't want to. I want to be the best kept secret. I want to be under the radar, right? A lot of the doctors want to be under the radar. Visibility is your responsibility, especially if you are saving people's lives. And if you're in the health space or you're in in a space where you have a service, a story, or a product that helps people, Every day that goes by that you're not making yourself visible to those people that you can help is another day that those people are going to go buy from someone else or they're going to go listen to someone else or they're going to go learn from someone else that's not as good as you and doesn't care as much as you simply because you're too insecure about putting yourself out there. Say that again. Every day that goes by that you are not putting yourself out there and being visible for the people that you can help is another day that they're going to go buy from someone else or listen to someone else or learn from someone else that isn't as good as you and doesn't care as much as you simply because you're too insecure about being seen. So it's not about you. 
or what you care about. If God or the universe, whatever you believe in, has given you a gift, like you, Gabrielle Lyon, you have a gift that you can use to help people. And if you're not doing everything in your power to be visible to those people that you can help, those people might not be alive. It's that serious for you because you're a doctor, right? But even some people that have a positive message to share or a product that can help people change their life, they might need that so badly. And if they can't find it, if you're not making themselves visible to them, they're gonna go listen to someone else that's lying or saying something that's not true or that isn't as good as you. And maybe they wouldn't get the help that they deserve because you are too obsessed with your ego or the way you look or the way that you sound or like the way that you're coming across. It's not about you. It's about the person on the other side of the phone. It's about the patient. It, essentially, now the world is your patient. The world is the person that needs you to come along. And like, think here, let's use this as an example. Thank God you made yourself visible years ago when I needed you. You didn't even know I needed you, but I needed you. And if you didn't put yourself out there and make yourself visible to the world by being on podcasts or however I found you, I don't even remember how it was. <laughs> it was somehow on social media or on a podcast. And I listened to you and I was like, wow, I need to start eating more protein and lifting heavier weights. And I'm going to be a happier, healthier human because this woman knows what she's talking about. Thank God. <laughs> number You're one, I wouldn't good. be sitting here. And number two, my body wouldn't be as banging. <laughs> number three, I wouldn't feel as healthy and powerful. So because you made yourself seen, it helped me. And because I was able to become the version of myself that I am now, I'm now able to help others. So it's such a snowball effect. It's your responsibility to be visible. Wow. I hope all the listeners are really thinking about that because if they're not doing it, it's it's kind of selfish, right? You're not living up to your potential. You're not living up to the impact that, an, that you could make in the world. And it is uncomfortable, right? Being mm -hmm. on the other side of a camera, it is uncomfortable in many different domains, but it there's a responsibility. So that cost outweighs you know, that benefit outweighs that cost. A hundred percent. It's uncomfortable, but listen, going to the gym is uncomfortable, right? We, it, yes. It's, and the only way that you build your muscles is by getting uncomfortable, yeah, yeah, is by totally. pushing past. Totally. So we get better at what we practice. We know that we get stronger when we practice. So every time you get in front of the camera, even though you don't want to, and you experience that discomfort and you get to the other side, you put another coin in your confidence bank. 100%. It gets easier the next time. I'm sure the first time you did this podcast, it was not as easy as it is today. Yeah. Stefan, was I terrible? Yeah. See, he's over in the back going, oh my God, I can't believe him. She's doing this. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So the one of the acronyms that I like to use, and I still use this every single day when I go to be seen when I don't feel like it, because even though I do this all the time, I still have times where I don't feel like being seen. I'm like, oh, I just, I don't feel like I look good today. We're, I'm a human. We all have that. Okay. We have that inner voice. The key is listening to the inner voice and then saying, okay, inner voice, shut up. All right. I'm going to focus on helping one person today. H-O-P-E. Help one person every day. So if I stop thinking about myself and I turn on my phone, that that IG live I do every morning, no makeup on. You think I want to do that every morning? No. No. Okay. But I think about the one these I get DMs after every single every single time. You helped me so much today. Thank you so much for that thing that you said. It really got me out of my own way. It got me out of my head. I think about one person that's watching and what they're gonna get out of that and not about me. And then suddenly I'm not nervous anymore because it's not about me. Mm. I'm doing it for someone else. You know, that's really profound. That is actually a stress response. That that's, really? Yeah, everybody thinks about fight or flight, mm -hmm. but there are other ways. It's not a stress response. It's a adaptive stress response. Or uh, I'm going to just highlight this really quickly is that we always think about doing something that we don't like and having this experience where there's f fight or flight. Yeah. Well, there's actually two other stress responses, and that is the tendon befriend, mm -hmm. oh. which is 
having a stressful moment, feeling instead of turning inward, actually turning outward to help other people. And that's actually an adaptive stress response. And then the other one is the courage response, which is exactly what you also mentioned. If you uh, have this experience where you don't want to do something or you feel afraid, but you do it anyway, mm-hmm. there's that's a courage response. Courage response. And then the other one is a... Tend and befriend. Tend and befriend. Tend and befriend. So when you are feeling stressed or you are feeling discourse inside, instead of it becoming about you and feeling like, oh gosh, you know, I'm so scared to do this, you reach out to other people. You know, this is why we're a great team. <laughs> I agree. I knew I the agree. idea and then you brought the science to it and backed it up. No, it's just, it's amazing it's so to see. Um, so, I, you know, all the individuals, I say this, you know, all, but the majority, 98% of the individuals that ultimately reach their highest potential, at least, you know, of course, my population of patients and friends have really done amazing things in the world and are doing amazing things. And they all have very similar adaptations. Mm. Yeah. And it's just fascinating to see. Yes. Yeah, this is absolutely sure. one of them. So when someone is uh, putting their self on social media and they realize it's not about them, so the initial... Uh, kind of sticky pointed. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna do this on and uh, no makeup. Which, by the way, when I'm in the gym, I, I totally do it. I look terrible, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. let's go. There's, you go to the effort to post something, mm-hmm. and there's inevitable backlash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't please everybody yep. all the time. Yeah, and if you do, you're obviously doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. How do you suggest people? navigate that Mm -hmm. experience because Mm -hmm. again you've also been you were a vh1 host for 14 seasons Mm -hmm. um a metal what was it um i was on that metal show that metal show for 14 seasons you've been on broadway you are one of the most sought after speakers motivational speakers everybody's like oh my god jen gottlieb um uh uh, well, I'll tell the story later, but someone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe she came to speak. It was Melissa. She, you know, just so thrilled. But um, yeah. So how do you deal with the backlash and how should someone deal with the backlash and then, you know, as they're navigating this new world, this yeah. new social media world? So the more that you stand for what you believe in, which is unbelievably important, the more you're going to get haters. You're going to get haters. You're going to get trolls. That just is what it is. And back when I was on VH1. I was a very inauthentic version of myself. That was part of my, that was part of the the shit to shift moment, right? When I realized that I was really not being who I was. And so my life kind of imploded on itself because when you're not showing up authentically, that's usually what happens. You, you have no control over it. The universe is just like, you know what? I'm gonna smack you in the face back into alignment and it's gonna hurt. And it did, but I was this heavy metal girl in the public eye and I don't even like heavy metal music. And people started to catch on. <laughs> they were like, I was an actress. I was playing a part. I got this great gig. And I was like, um, okay, I'm just gonna keep going with this. And all of a sudden I had this big audience of all these metal people that really loved metal. And they were like diehard metal. They were amazing. They're the greatest fans in the world. But I knew nothing about metal. And I had to like pretend that I did. Okay. And so I was like super blonde and like these ripped up rocker shirts. I didn't even know the, the bands that were on my shirt. I didn't know the people. It actually helped me because uh, not be nervous when I would be in the dressing room and like these big rock stars would come in and I wouldn't even know who they were. So I wasn't starstruck. I was like, what up? Hey, <laughs> you know, like, no big deal. however, there were people that would say mean things all the time. And there still are, even to this day, there's people that come onto my lives and spam it. Or if I have an opinion about something specific, like I I did a reel the other day about, I I believe that successful people are fast decision makers. And there's a lot, that reel went very viral. There's like 3 million views there, but there's also a ton of comments of people that don't agree. And I like that because that actually provides a conversation. The way that I deal with it 
is I send all the compassion and empathy and love to the humans that are commenting on my posts with whatever they believe to be true. Because I fully believe that if you're taking time to comment on one of my posts, you're actually lifting that up so more people can see it and the people that are for me are gonna be for me and the people that aren't for me are gonna go away and that's great too. Hurt people hurt people. So there's never one human being that's gonna comment something negative on your post that's more successful than you. They're just not. Right, because the people that are really successful and happy aren't going and commenting negative things on people's hundred percent. So I just think about that person and I send them love because I'm so sorry that you're hurting or I activated you or you're feeling some sort of way that you need to come on and try to make me feel bad. That's sad. That makes me feel sad. So sometimes I'll respond and I'll say, you know, like thank you so much for your comment. This meant the world to me that you have a different viewpoint, and I'm sending you all the love in the world. No, if you think about it, nobody can get mad and fight you for right. saying that. Like, right. what are you even going to say? Right. Or I'll just let it go and I won't answer or I'll block or I'll delete, but know that it's going to happen. And the way that you respond is your choice. It's all about perspective. You can look at it like, this is the worst thing. I'm never going to be seen again because everybody thinks all these bad things. Or you could say, wow, I'm starting a conversation here and I'm so sorry that I that I activated you. I'm sending you love and compassion and gratitude for you. And I hope that you, you know, live your best life. Bye. So that's it. And you move on. Did it trigger you in the beginning? Or were you, were you prepared for it? When it, VH1 prepared me in a big way, because people would say really mean things back then, because it was all about the way that I looked. It wasn't about what I had to say. It was all about my boobs or how skinny I was or how blonde I was or my voice or whatever, really mean things that they would say. And it was all about like physical things. And so that really stung for me back in the day when my whole worth was wrapped around what I looked like because it was, because that was my job. And so if they were like making digs on that and I didn't know who I really was and the only thing that was making me feel worthy was the fact that I was this hot girl on this show and they were saying, you're not that hot or you're too skinny or you need to eat a cheeseburger or whatever they were saying to me. Yeah, that hurt. But the cool thing about it is I believe that, fully believe that every single thing that's happened to me is a very important lesson to make me who I'm becoming. And now I'm someone that needs to be equipped for people to say things to me. And since I experienced that, that was the greatest gift because it taught me that none of that stuff can really bring me down. They're just words, really. And at the end of the day, like I get to choose and decide who I am and what I mean to this world. And I get to know who I am in my heart. And I know that. Yeah. So the words don't really mean anything to me anymore. But they did back then. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is that if people are experiencing that, they, they have to understand that it's all part of the journey to be able to get to where they want to be. Yeah. And the people that are for you, there's going to be so many people out there. So let's say you decided, okay, so this thing about eating a lot of protein and eating meat and uh, females building muscle is too controversial. (laughs) Like I can't talk about it because there's going to be people that don't agree with me. It's way too controversial. So I'm just not going to talk about it because I don't want people to say bad things about me. Imagine if you thought that and said that and kept quiet because you were scared of what people would say. There are millions of women whose lives you're changing because they heard this and they now believe in it. Now for every million per like woman, I don't know the math, but like there's going to be one or two that don't believe it and say something mean, but those people aren't for you. Bye Felicia. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It's your responsibility to be Mm -hmm. sharing this message with the world for the people that do need it. And you can't let that one or two people that say something mean take away your purpose on this planet. Right. What do you think is the, so you have, so you, you know, you have multiple pillars of what you do. Yeah. You're a motivational speaker. You also, you're an entrepreneur. You have a, a 
it's not an agency, right? It's a, is it an agency? Used to be an agency. Okay. It is now a, you'll have to a explain. A mastermind, an a, educational platform. Okay. For people who are able, to, who are willing and ready to uh, get into the public eye. Yeah. Maybe they're not ready, but they're willing. <laughs> right. Uh, what is the biggest thing that holds people back? Mm, their mindset. It's always mindset. And my title of my company is actually, I don't even know if you know this. I'm co-founder and CMO, but it's not chief marketing officer. I'm chief mindset officer. I love that. Yeah. Because- we noticed when we first started building this company and it was all about getting in the media and being visible and like becoming the recognized expert in your space. That's We teach people how to do that. So someone like you, it, before you were the recognized expert because you are now, but we would teach you how to get there, right? And how to become the doctor that everyone's going to to learn about uh, muscle-centric, you know, exercise and eating a lot of protein and stuff like that. But that's for anybody that's, that's an expert. However, the thing that we saw that was happening was they knew the tools. They knew how to do it. They knew that they needed to do it, but they weren't doing it. And the only reason why they weren't being visible and they weren't making themselves seen was because they didn't feel worthy. They felt like they were an imposter. They were scared of what people would think. They were scared of judgment. They were scared of success. They were scared of all these things. So we understood that a very, very big component of this was mindset. And so we're secretly a personal development company. And we use personal development and mindset. We use media as the gateway to get to your full actualization of who you truly are and who you truly meant to be. Because what we would see is our clients would, you know, we'd give them the confidence. We help give them the tools to be able to move past or move through imposter syndrome. I don't feel really believe that we move past it completely. It's always going to be there with us, but we embrace it. We put in the passenger seat of the car. We take action anyway. And every time you do, you get a little bit better, a little bit more confident. And we would see our clients like get on Good Morning America and see themselves on television. And all of a sudden, when they saw themselves on television as their most authentic self, doing what they're meant to do, they're like, holy crap. I can do this. That's who I'm meant to be. And then all of the sudden, the chains break, the barriers are gone, and they are now able to be seen. You just got to get to that first step and see yourself in that light and see the people that you're able to impact and that you're able to help from fully being visible as your most authentic version of you. And then all of a sudden, when you see that, it's un you're unstoppable. You can't unsee it. It's like a servant leader. That's exactly right. A servant leader stepping up into their role, yeah. their responsibility to the world. Yeah. How does someone get there? How did you get there? A lot of practice, a lot of failure, a lot of doing a really bad job and learning from that, a lot of rejection. I still get rejected all the time. And you said that I'm a very sought after speaker. I still get rejected to speak all the time. And I'm always grateful for all of those rejections because every single time I get rejected, and I'm reminded that that is actually secretly a yes to something else that's on the way, that I get better at getting rejected. So every time I mess up, I grow and I get better. And I actually, when I speak, I show this transform, I call it the Facebook Live transformation video. And it's a video of me from the very first Facebook Live that I ever did when I first started out. And it's like a montage and it shows like all the different Facebook Lives up into me on a stage and me now. And it's crazy to see how bad it was in the beginning, but like <laughs> right. how much better it got and better and better and better. So I used to be absolutely petrified to be seen as myself. We Why? Why? Just because it was vulnerable or? Yeah. Well, I grew up being an actress and my go-to was always, oh, they'll like me when I, when I become this person when I become this character. So when I'm um, wearing all of this makeup and I've got the wig on and I'm playing the role of this character, I feel like I'm free because I don't have to really be me. And I can be on stage and I can get the love and I can get the attention and I can feel seen, but not really seen. And I always, I just fell into that realm of, 
I need to be good enough for them to pick me. When you're an actress, you're always waiting to be chosen. You always need to be pretty enough or blonde enough or say the line's good enough or, you know, am I tall enough for you? Is my voice good enough for you? And I would just go into room after room after room saying, please pick me, please pick me. Am I good enough for you? I can make myself good for you. I can be this character. I can be, and and my brain just got trained to do that. And so over time, what it did is it took away the confidence that I had within myself as who I really was. I didn't even know who I was anymore. I was like, because I'm not good enough as me. I have to transform into all these versions of myself to be chosen. So the first time that I ever spoke on a stage as myself, I was like peeing my pants nervous. Oh, God. Like, Gabrielle, I was like next level. It was actually at a fitness studio. And this is how I learned that it was my responsibility to do this. So I always thought that my purpose in life was to read other people's lines and play characters and be an actress. And that was my purpose. And I I love acting. So I, I always believed that until... I got this first speaking engagement to speak to, it was like 12 fitness professionals in a bar studio and I couldn't wear shoes. There was no microphone and there was sitting on the floor, these 12 people. Okay. And this was like my big speaking engagement. And I walk in and I'm so scared. Like I'd never been so nervous in my life and I've performed on Broadway. Okay. Never been so nervous. And I get like 15 minutes into my talk and I start to see the women on the floor's eyes tear up and they start crying. And then I'm like, there's something here. And then when I was done. So I'm guessing you weren't talking about bar class. Definitely not. (laughs) I was talking about my journey to getting to the business that I had at that point, which was a very successful personal training business and teaching them how to do that as well and motivating them and telling my story, my real story, the real story, the rock bottom story, the, the eating disorder story, all of the stuff that came along with being an actress and then having to get myself out of that, being dumped, my show getting canceled, everything that led me to building my business. And they're hysterical. We get done. I'm like, wow, I did it. It wasn't that bad, right? Coins in the confidence bank. Okay, got to the other side. And when they came up to me and hugged me and said, you just changed my life, I was like, this is my purpose. It was always supposed to be on stage, but not what I envisioned it initially. I have to take the mask down. I have to be me. And I'm a vessel to share my story. And it all makes sense. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. Now it makes sense. Because I'm being seen as me and I'm using my story. I'm using all of all of the shit that, the, that, that was, you know, thrown on me. If you're sitting here and you're listening, you're like, all these horrible things have happened to me. Your message is eventually one day going to be your message that you use to help people. It's given to you for a reason, right? The, the cracks are what let the light shine through. And you need those cracks for the light to shine through. Mm. And in that moment, I was using my cracks and giving these people light that I didn't even realize I was doing at the time. I was too busy ner- being nervous, like, oh my God, what are they going to think of me? But at the end, it was so clear that because I was taking down the wall and taking down the mask and taking down the makeup and showing my heart to them, that there was real impact to be made in that room. And I was actually serving a bigger purpose than I ever thought I ever would. And that was what made me more confident to go do it again. And you asked, like, how did I start my journey? It was a bunch of opportunities like that that got better and better and better and better and better over time. Hmm. And then after, so you were a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. So you were an actress, then, you know, Broadway actress, the whole thing. And then you went into personal training and health coaching, right? Or coaching. Yeah. What happened after that? Yeah. This was all in New York City, right? It was all in New York City. Yeah. So I... 
I lost everything when I became a personal trainer because I always wanted to become a personal trainer. I was always into working out. I didn't really know what I was doing when <laughs> when I was an actress and I was just like doing hours and hours of cardio. We've talked about that, right, right? Right. And not healthy. And I went through a very, a severe eating disorder for a very long time in my life. And it was all, you know, over-exercising and bulimia and all of this and really disordered kind of thinking around food and body image because that was the world that I lived right. in. And when um, my show got canceled and my boyfriend broke up with me, I found out he was cheating on me with my friend. And I went from living in this million dollar apartment with him, thought we were going to get married to moving into this tiny little room with like six other actors with a window that faced a brick wall. And I lost everything in like a week's time. And I had to rebuild my life and figure out who the hell I was because I was like metal girl in the public eye. And I'm like, I can't keep doing this. This is a lie. Like, I have to be me. What do I really want to do? And I'm like, I know I've always wanted to be a trainer. I always wanted to help people. And that's way better. Like I was still an actress. So I was like, that's way better than being a babysitter or like waiting tables. You know, you have to do that stuff when you're right. acting. So I'm like, I'm going to be a trainer. So I built this business. And as I was building it, I was like, ah, this is great. Entrepreneurship. Who knew? I loved it. And I was, I was using the media and social media to retell the story and to finally start coming out as who I really was and to change the narrative. So I learned a lot about media and I learned a lot about branding. Did you think about it? Was it uh, conscious at the time? I think it was not really. I was learning as I went. I was diving into personal development. I was going to all these personal development events. I was learning about branding. I was I was kind of like my back was against the wall and I was forced to. I wasn't like, I'm going to be the best at this and I'm going to build a business about it one day. I knew, I know I You were like, holy shit, I'm in a room with six other people and I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. That's exactly right. I was forced. A special thank you to First Form for sponsoring this episode of the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon Show. Today, I want to tell you about one of my favorite products that they make and something I've been recommending to everybody, regardless of their age or their gender, and that is micronized creatine monohydrate. It's really interesting. Creatine, many, many years ago, was big in the bodybuilding field. But the reality is, is we're starting to see the importance of creatine as it relates to brain health. Creatine is one of the most researched supplements on the market, and it's been used for years. It's naturally occurring in red meats and it is critical for energy during periods of stress or exertion. If you are not taking creatine, this should be something that you add to your list as a must have, especially if you are eating lower red meat or if you are cutting back your calories, you cannot go wrong with creatine. Head on over to firstform.com slash Dr. Lion and try their micronized creatine monohydrate. You know, people often think it's all about bodybuilding. It is not. If you are an aging individual, which unfortunately we all are, this could be fantastic for you if you are having challenges with memory. Also, something that I frequently talk about with my patients. Special thank you to First Form for sponsoring this episode of the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon Show. And as always, you can qualify for free shipping on any order over $75 and check with your physician before starting any new supplement or routine. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you know how important it is to manage and optimize your health. You also know that people have different health concerns and they age at different speeds and what your needs are are going to be different than what my needs are. The only way to understand what's going on in your body is to 
look inside. And that's where Inside Tracker comes in. Very special thank you to Inside Tracker for sponsoring this episode of the Dr. Gabrielle Lyons show. You can head on over to insidetracker.com slash Dr. Lyon. And for my listeners and the audience here, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. So what is this? Well, it analyzes your blood, DNA, and even fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. Head on over to insidetracker.com slash Dr. Lion, and you will get 20% off the entire store for a limited time only. This is very critical. We do this all the time in the practice. We do it a couple times a year. Every time you change something or do something different, it's good to know how does your body respond. And if you're feeling great, it's also good to know why. This is a great way to figure it out. Head on over to insidetracker.com slash Dr. Lion for 20% off. And so we did. And I built this great business and I loved it, but I always knew that there was this other side of me that I was not, this other dream that I wasn't fulfilling, this other piece of my purpose that I wasn't doing, which was being on stage. And I realized that moment when I was in front of those 12 fitness professionals or whatever, you know, aerobics teachers, uh, bar teachers, that moment where I was like, wow, I need to get back on stage. And then I, I went to this event. It was a Lewis House event. And we did this meditation in the room where we had to envision our perfect day. And at no point in time did I ever realize that I wanted this until this moment. And they had us close our eyes and like, okay, if you could have anything that you want, just envision what it would be. Like, don't even worry about anyone else in your life. Just what, what do you want? And all of a sudden I saw love and I saw a relationship and I was like, oh my God, I'm in like a power couple like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm speaking on stage like Tony Robbins, but I'm kind of like Britney Spears because I get to wear great outfits and I get to dance on stage. And I saw this whole vision and I was like, I didn't even know that this is what I wanted, that this existed, that I could like be on stage as myself. And I started to explore it more. And then I met Chris and Chris was doing these events for entrepreneurs and I loved them. And all of a sudden I started seeing like, whoa, Jay-Z, Beyonce, oh my God, Britney Spears, Tony Robbins, oh my God, it's all coming together. Like right. it's all there. And we decided to come together and create this business together. So it started off as just Chris doing these events. And we're like, what if we took this and expanded it and incorporated the mindset piece and helped entrepreneurs and business owners fully be seen? And then it grew into what it is now. And it's called Unfair Advantage, the whole... The, the company, Super Connector Media. Super Connector Media. The event that we used to do was called Unfair Advantage. I you came to one of those Yes, events. I did. Mm -hmm. So fun. That's the story. So that's amazing. When on your journey, did you ever question yourself? Because I think, you know, I get a lot of um, people reach out to me and they ask me about career paths. Yeah. And what you're saying here is not looking for somebody else's career path, but actually really getting in touch with who that individual is. Yeah. So if you are at home and you are listening and you have messaged me about what it is that you need to do to get to this endpoint, that might not be the right question. The right or original question might be, who are you authentically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny that you've asked this. You were so tapped in because I was talking about this this morning. Uh, a lot of people should all over themselves. And they, they should. And I tell people, when you should all over yourself, you make a mess because we get online or we listen to our family or our parents or people that mean well or they, they love us, but they think that we should live a certain life. And since we're little kids, a lot of us are conditioned to do a certain career path or be a person that somebody else wanted them to be just because they love them and they care about them. Right. It wasn't ill-willed at all. Sometimes it is, but a lot of the time it's not. And then we get online and we're like, oh my gosh, 
I should have a course like her. I should have a, a career like them. I should become a motivational speaker because she's doing it, even though that's not even what you want. I should have a podcast, even though maybe that's not what you want. And we start to forget who we really are and we start to manipulate or maneuver in a or, or manipulate the situation so that we are competing with people even though we don't necessarily really know that we want that. And then all of a sudden, what I've seen a lot of people do and what I've seen happen for a lot of people is they build businesses that they hate. Yes. They end up, they're like, I hate my business. Mm -hmm. I hate doing podcasts. I, you know, some people it's not for. I hate courses. I hate one-on-one -on -one coaching. Why'd you do it? Oh, because someone told me that I should. Because I saw that this girl was doing it and it looked like it was, you know, the right way to do it. So, Get ahead of yourself right now. If you're listening to this, you're in an unbelievable position. You are the luckiest human in the world if you haven't started yet, or even you're, it's not too late. You could change everything if you want to. Every single day is a new day to reinvent yourself. Decide what kind of life you want to live. What, when are you the most in the pocket? When are you the most in flow? Think about that time in your life when you were just like, oh my God, time stopped when I was doing that. Mm. That is my, like, you know, when you're doing something and it's like you could do it for hours yeah. and it doesn't even feel like time is moving. That's when you know you're in the pocket. Think about the times in your life when you're the most in the pocket and then think about how you can incorporate that feeling or that thing that you're doing when you're in the pocket in your future. What does that look like? What are you doing? Are you podcasting? Do you have a course? Are you coaching one-on-one? -on -one? Are you working a nine-to-five at a, a really big Fortune 500 right. company? What is that that you're doing? And then work backwards. Don't just throw spaghetti at the wall and try to keep up with the Joneses and try to create what everybody else created because they told you that you should do it. This is your life. You get one life. We get one shot. I feel like Eminem. This <laughs> everything you've ever wanted. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, I think that that will, it saves a lot of, it will save a lot of people a lot of time if you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can, I can just speak from it from a physician standpoint is people will say, oh, well, you know, you're a physician. You shouldn't have a podcast or you're a physician or you're doing X, Y, and Z. You shouldn't be doing this or that. And it's really interesting when one thinks about what is the impact that they want to have and what does their day look like? Mm -hmm. You talk a lot about authentic self. Mm -hmm. How does someone really get to the core of that? Have you thought about that? Yeah. Do you teach people to dive into that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of the most important things. And it's one of the most difficult things, ironically, to find out who we really are because when we're kids, think about it. We are, you have two kids, so you know. We are the most real. Uh, well, kind of like three kids. No, I'm just kidding. Honey. Yeah. But. <laughs> Making fun of Shane, yeah. Yeah, little kids, like they don't care what people think. Right. They they go for hugs. They dress up like superheroes and princesses and, and you know, they, they have temper tantrums on the floor when they want something. They are their most authentic selves. They are the most confident people ever. So basically, if you're listening to this, please do not do that. Don't do it. But here's the thing. Yeah, Over yeah, yeah. time, we get conditioned. Yeah. We get conditioned to be good. You will get. You will have love when you're good. When you shut that part of yourself down, you need to be this way. You need to be that way. The media will tell you to be a certain way. Social media will tell you to be a certain way. And pretty soon, we forget who the hell we are. And we're like, why? How am I 36 and like I forget who I am? It's normal. So the first thing I want you to do is realize that it's okay. That's a okay. You're 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 one of many, and we're in this together, and it's okay. And there's still time. And the best way for me, this is what I do. So I told you when we started this, I will never share anything that I don't personally do myself. Which I, which I love about you. Thank you. But I couldn't, I couldn't possibly tell you to do something that I don't do myself that doesn't work for me in my truth. So this is, this is called a wonder walk. And I do wonder walks in order to, for two things, to get tapped back into who I really am, to my core, to my inner child, to who 
Jenny really is and what Jenny really wants, and also to manifest what I desire. So I know you're a big fan of movement, and we both have yes. our treadmill desks, and we're both take, getting our steps. I actually got walking. the desk that, that I asked, or you asked yeah. Chris, and we get, we have the same matching treadmill desk. Yeah, it's the best. Because I believe, and you could probably tell me the science behind this. I don't know the science is why we're a great team. When you're moving, your brain changes. Your brain changes. And I, I believe that when I'm walking in and when I'm moving, something happens where I'm just opened up to to my core, to my heart, to my soul, to the universe. I just feel tapped in. So I go on these wonder walks and I use wonder walks for two things. And let's talk about getting tapped into your authentic self because that was your question. What I will do, and so be open with me here, you guys, if you want to try it, it's super fun. I'll put on a song from my childhood, a song that I was obsessed with when I was a kid that really made me just like dance freely and, and openly and just like feel fun and joy. And for me, maybe it's like a Jackson 5 song or it's a Disney song or it's a Broadway song or a song from a movie or maybe just a song that my mom would play. Like my mom would dance around the room with me to a Whitney Houston song when we were little. And when I put that song on and I walk and I, I feel that time in my body again, because you could probably tell me the science about this, but music can initiate a memory in your brain very clearly, right? Mm -hmm. And it can bring you back there. And so I'll walk around, I'll walk around the block as if I'm little Jenny again, dancing with my mom in the living room to that song. And I'll bring back those memories and those feelings. And all of a sudden I'll be like, that's who I am. And I'll talk to her. And I'll be like, hey, Jen, what do you want? And she'll usually tell me. And I, I like to use the, sen the sensory. I like to use the music. And all of a sudden, my body changes. When I hear one of those songs, like, oh, I walk differently. I move differently. I breathe differently. I like really step into it. And that's what helps me. And then I also do wonder walks when I'm manifesting or creating what I want. So I can either tap back into who I was or who I truly am or who I want to be. So sometimes I'll walk around the planet as if I'm the person that has everything that I want. So I'll turn on a song that makes me feel really pumped and I'll be like, all right, thank God for my best-selling book. Thank God for the, you know, the stages that I'm on. And, I, and I'm the girl that just got done speaking on the biggest stage ever. This is for me personally. Think about what your goal is, you know, and I'm walking home and how do I feel? And I embrace those feelings. And like, I walk like that person. Why are we waiting to become the person that we want to be? We can actually step into that person now if we really can sense and feel and step into that and be seen as that person as we walk down the block. In New York City, nobody cares if you're talking to yourself because it's like that is 100 percent true. <laughs> so that's that's the way that I play pretend, and and it actually it, it works for me. And maybe there's science behind that. Maybe you could tell me why that works. Well, I don't even think that we need to know if the science is behind <laughs> it or, or why it works because it it clearly works, and it it definitely works for you. You know, you talk a lot about there's a, a couple things that I want to make sure that we get to manifesting, which is a which is a big thing for you. And so I want to talk about that. And then I also want to talk about the concept of self-promotion versus or self-worth, self-promotion. How can we feel good about that? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily feel good about it, making it about them, which, again, you said that it's not really about the person. Yeah. But have people asked you about that? Kind oh, of this. Yeah. yeah so. Ugh, tell us. Self-promotion feels gross. It feels yucky. I don't want to sell myself. I don't want to talk about myself. Again, I'll go back to visibility is your responsibility. Self-promotion is your responsibility because if you're not promoting yourself, people don't know you exist and then they can't get your help. But we already talked about that. So let's talk about the fact that this is my favorite analogy in the world. Okay. So when that Top Gun movie came out, you remember when that movie came out or like when Light White Lotus was all the rage, people that I, that I coach 
that are so scared to talk about their offers and their services and everything amazing that they do for the world. They were on social media screaming from the rooftops how fabulous Top Gun was and how everybody needed to go see it. That is whole, I had no idea, really. Promoting the crap out of Top Gun or White Lotus or whatever great restaurant they just went to or whatever show they're watching on TV. People are really excited to promote things as long as it's not themselves. And I'm like, if everybody just sold their services like they sold Top Gun or White Lotus or their favorite restaurant or their favorite city to travel to in Italy, then everybody would be amazing salespeople and promoters and everybody would get to hear from these fabulous people that are doing incredible things. So what I want you to do right now, if you're listening and you have a hard time promoting yourself, you have a hard time marketing yourself or talking about the great work that you do. Number one, go back to what I said in the beginning. You're thinking about that one person that needs to hear from you in order for their life to change. I know there are several doctors here that if a patient didn't find them on the internet, that patient might be dead. So how this is not even like a game. This is like real life or death stuff for a lot of people that are listening to this right now because this is a lot of health practitioners listen to this podcast. But then I want you to also think about how would you sell Dr. Gabrielle Lyon? I know that I could, whenever Dr. Gabrielle Lyon comes onto my Instagram live, (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, everybody follow her. She's the greatest. She changed my life. You have to follow her, right? You have to, you have to. It's like, it's... It's my responsibility to share your greatness with the world because of what it did for me and what I know it could do for other people. What if you talked about yourself the way that you would talk about someone that changed your life? If you fully believe that what you do changes people's lives and you can go and look back at the testimonials and you can go talk to your patients and they can tell you, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You did this for me. You did X, Y, Z for me. Go back and read your testimonials. Go back and read your reviews. Go back and look at your patients that you've saved their lives and hear from them and listen to them and then pretend that it's not you that did that. How would you brag about that person? that doctor that helped that person save their life? Would you brag about them from the rooftops? Would you be self-promoting that person everywhere? Yes. But because it's you, your ego is like, oh, I don't want to be braggy. People that are worried about being braggy will never come off braggy Mm. because braggers don't worry about being braggy. They just brag. Right. Right. That's that's all so, so true. Um, You know, you talk a lot about mindset and you talk a lot about motivation. Has that ever faltered for you? Has there ever been a time where you just haven't felt super motivated and just experienced things that you wish that everybody could know? Yes. All the time. Well, we have to hear. Yes. So we're not always motivated. And and before I even tell you my personal stories, because I will, I want to really hit home this one thing that's helped me. And this is going to help the listeners. You're not, it's going to be very rare that you believe in yourself or believe in this or believe in anything or believe in visibility or believe that you're the bomb.com a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Okay. There's a lot of quote unquote gurus on the internet or motivational people that are like, you gotta be a hundred percent. You gotta be all in every day. Believe in yourself. If we waited to take action until we felt a hundred percent motivation, we would never do anything. We're humans. We're always going to have a little bit of doubt. We're always going to have a little bit of disbelief. It's a normal thing. It's completely normal for our brains. So your goal is to not get to 100%. It's just to get to 51%. Okay. If you can believe a little bit more than you don't, you can take that first action step. And as we talked about before, the first action step will get you to a little bit more of belief, which will get you a little bit more, which will get you a little bit more, right? Action is what gets clarity and momentum, not sitting around and hoping for that 100% of motivation to magically appear. So that's the first step. Believe 51%. And then for me personally, I'm always going through stuff. I'm a human. I'm always, I work really hard to make my life easy, really hard. 
So I do all the stuff that I'm talking about. I do the wonder walks. I go to the gym every day, non-negotiable to practice being uncomfortable. I do ice baths every Sunday in my own bathtub. I don't even have a cool thing. I like actually order 15 bags of ice and put them in my tub and do ice baths, not for the health part of it, partially, but mostly to do uncomfortable things so that I can prove to myself that when an uncomfortable situation happens, which because I'm an entrepreneur, they happen every damn day. I'm feeling unmotivated every day. I'm feeling like I failed every day. I'm feeling like I rejected all the, I'm getting rejected all the time. But because I practice being uncomfortable and I practice and I know that I'm always okay and I can always get to the other side and I've put my reps in, it gets a lot easier. So one other thing that I do, and I'm going to share this with you guys, is I have an album in my phone that's screenshots of all the rejection emails that I get. You do? I do. And I just read them out loud to at a speaking engagement the other day at um, Jesse Lee's event because what that does for me is it makes it fun. If we can make friends with rejection and understand that when we're getting rejected, it actually is just an unbelievable opportunity for something really cool to happen in the future and we can make light of it, we've taken away the power of that rejection. We've taken away the power of the fear of rejection, right? So if I can open up that album and be like, oh, I have, I've got eight rejection emails in here. Let's laugh about them. We take away its power. And if I can laugh like, one day that guy is gonna be real sorry <laughs> because when they wanna hire me to speak when I'm like the greatest motivational speaker of all time, which is happening very soon, I'm gonna be a lot more expensive <laughs> than that, okay? And like make jokes. So that's one of the ways that I do it. But you ask like, do I ever struggle? A hundred percent. And sometimes, but I'll, I do have to say this is really important. For those of you that are like, okay, Jen, you say I need to be seen, I need to be visible, I need to share my message, my message, but there's something that I'm dealing with that I don't feel comfortable sharing. That's not necessarily my story to share or I'm still healing and recovering from it. Is that, should I share that? When should I not be seen? And it's very important to know when to be seen and when to not. Because if you have an open wound, right? We know the difference between an open wound and a scar, right? An open wound's bleeding. An open wound, we're not feeling very empowered when we're trying to stop the bleeding when we're working with our therapists and our friends and our family and our loved ones and we're healing that wound, it's probably the best to stay quiet until it's scarred over and you've got your battle wound. And you can say, I can now share this from an empowered place. I've learned things from it and I can help you from the lessons that I've learned because now it's a scar. So I always tell people, if you're debating on if you want to share something or not, if it's ready, if it's an open wound and it's bleeding and you're still just trying to stop the bleeding, take you some time. Don't share it yet. Because if you're wanting to be a leader and an expert in the space and you're sharing an open wound that's bleeding, you're not going to come from an empowered place. Right. You want to make sure that you're always sharing from the place of, I went through this, I struggled just like you, but I learned a lot on the other side. And here's the lessons that I learned. And I can bring that to you now because now it's a cool scar. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with that. When people are in the moment of significant trauma, yeah, it's not the time. No. Because also who you are in that moment is not who you will become and it's very challenging. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you need to get to the other side to, and I promise you, anyone that's struggling right now, if you are struggling right now, I can say this only from personal experience that one day time never stops. I have, look, it says time on my wrist. It's very faded tattoo, but that's my only tattoo that I have. It's not as cool as yours, um, but it says time. Just, we can, we can arrange that. <laughs> oh, we, I need to arrange a few more tats now that I have this little one. I'm like, okay, I pop my cherry. I'm good. Uh, I got this on my wrist because not because I wanted a tattoo, but because I wanted the reminder of time. The fact that time never stops and discomfort is only temporary. And no matter how hard it is, the thing that you're going through, no matter what, it will end eventually. 
eventually, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not in a year, maybe not in five years, maybe, you know, who knows when it will end. But the one thing that's certain is you will end up in your bed tonight and you will wake up and the next day will come and time doesn't stop and it keeps on going and the discomfort that you're in eventually will fade and one day you'll know why it happened. One day there will be growth, there will be a story, there will be a lesson, you will be a stronger person and you'll be able to talk about it from an empowered place. You don't know when, but one day you'll know why. Do you find that when you are in alignment that there's an ease of the way in which things happen? Oh, yeah. I love that you said that. We all feel it. You know when you're flowing. And so when you're flowing, don't stop your flow. People stop their flow, okay? How do they do that? This upsets me. I've done it before too. They self-sabotage. So people get scared of the flow. The flow is the greatest gift ever. You know when you're in flow and all the good things start to happen. You know the the term when it rains, it pours? Yes. Okay. So people think about that as a negative term. Like, oh, the things are bad. Things are happening. It's raining. It's going to pour, right? What if you thought about when it rains good, it pours good? And like the law of the universe is when you're radiating at a really powerful energy of happiness and flow and ease and fun, more of that stuff comes to you because it's just science. Like like attracts like. Like when you're walking around the planet like a happy person, you're going to attract more happy people into your life. You're going to attract more happy opportunities. But here's the thing that people do to stop their flow. Suddenly they start getting great opportunities, right? Things start working. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm being seen. Jen told me to do an Instagram. I did. I got some clients. Like, oh my God, I got some likes. I got some followers. We're in flow. Holy crap, this is good. And then all of a sudden they're like, when's the other shoe going to drop? Something bad's going to happen. It's too good. This is too good. I'm going to jinx it. It's getting too good. Something bad. You know what? I'm just going to sabotage it myself so that nothing bad can happen. I'm in control. And then people bring themselves down. What if instead of stopping yourself, you asked yourself, this is so good. How much better can it get? I like, I like that one. Yep. I like that one too. It's harder to do that one. Right? Because when you open that up, you open up for more uncertainty. Oh my God, what if it got so good that I couldn't, I, I lose, people fear success. Fear of success is a really common do you, fear. Do you think they fear success or do they think, do you think that people fear just um, a different feeling that perhaps it's just an unknown? The The feeling is unknown, but it's not the success itself. I mean, I, I don't know, but do you think? Yeah, I think that it's different for everybody. I think that that's an unbelievable point. I think there's, a for me personally, um, my fears of success have always came with fear of overwhelm. There's going to be too many opportunities and I won't be able to handle it, right? Like, uh, or um, if I get to that level, it, it's it's a higher level, so there's more at risk. More could be taken from me, right? Those are the subconscious thoughts that go through my mind, but everybody else has different forms of fear of success. Mm-hmm. And I think the listener really needs to tap in and be like, what's stopping you? When you get to that upper limit, why do you bring yourself back down? Why do you not let it pour more opportunities on you? Why do you stop your flow? Yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great point. Have you ever read the book, The, the Mountain Is You? No, but we, I'm going to now. Yeah, so we have this, um, uh, one of my best friends and I, Emily Frisella, we have a book club mm-hmm. and she's a, do you know her? She's amazing. She's no. a incredible entrepreneur. Andy Frisella's wife? Yes. Okay. There you go. I know Andy. Yeah. I and, know well, her. Emily is an incredible entrepreneur. And so we have this book club and we talk and we read, well, I'm sure we'll read your book and it's all about uh, leadership, personal development, all these things. And one of the books that we read was The Mountain Is You. And it talked about that we think about self-sabotage in this way as if we're doing it and could it potentially be just an unfamiliar environment mm, yeah. and you know could it could it be that i always i 100%. always wonder yeah we're scared of the stuff that we are uncertain about uncertainty is scary yeah. we like to feel like we're in control but we're really not in control of anything i'm gonna read that book 
Oh, you'll love it. I'll, I'll send it to you. The it's, mountain it's, is you. It's amazing. In terms of where, okay, so we didn't actually talk about manifesting. I, I want to talk about that because I feel like you're a pro-manifester. I'm going to say that to manifest more pro-manifesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Yes. I'm, no, I'm, I'm pretty good at manifesting. It. And when I when I talk about manifesting, I'm like really about where the woo meets the work. So I'm not completely like – manifesting gets a bad name sometimes when people just think that it's a magical thing, that you can just think about stuff and it magically appears in your life. Like, oh, you put something on a vision board and then boom, it's there. My When I talk about manifesting, I'm talking about reprogramming my subconscious so that it subconsciously takes action to get the thing that I want with less fear. So when I manifest, I've manifested like my my dream role in the Broadway show that I was in. I full on manifested that. And the way that I did it was every single night I would envision myself in the costume on the stage singing the songs and I would do the reps. I would do it over and over and over again in my mind and I would feel it as if it was real. So what that did was it made the opportunities to get that thing way more prevalent. It was like, audition? Great. Here I go. I'd never been to a Broadway audition in my life, but I was like, this is done. I already did it. My subconscious was like, this is mine. Didn't get the role, didn't get the role, kept auditioning. I, I had an auditioning audition process for over a year for, to get that. Then I was the understudy. Then I had to watch this other girl play my part. Yeah. You I, know, and I had to do all of this stuff. But the only thing that kept me going was this belief that I instilled in myself through the visualization and the believing that it was mine, that then when the actual opportunity presented itself, I stepped right into it. And then when I experienced it, it was the exact visual. That's insane. The same costume, the same theater that I had seen. And, it, and, and I remember the moment that I performed for the first time, I walked backstage and I collapsed on the floor. And I said to myself, Jenny, anything that you want, you can create. You just have to consistently and persistently take action. That's the piece that a lot of people get wrong with manifesting. You can't just daydream about it. You can dream big and you can think big. People love to say that. Dream big, think big, but you have to do big. You have to do big. If you don't do big, if nothing happens, nothing happens. But the seeing it and the believing it helps you to do it. It all assists in that. And that is how you manifest. That is so much better than the woo-woo manifesting. Yes. That is all Agreed. That is all action-oriented. 100%. And you know, I, I think that that's really profound and special about you is you are very driven and very capable and you execute. Thank you. So do you. I think that's why we're friends. <laughs> yes, this is one of many reasons. What are you working on now? What are you working on within yourself now? Mm. Well, we've got the book. So as we both know, which we have our book coming out, very similar which dates. Very, which, by the way, guys, we are going to be having a party and a whole bunch of other things. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So that's putting out a book for the very first time, learning how to be a writer and launch a book and all of that is new to me and stepping into that version of myself. And my, I'm very public about saying this goal, even though it makes me scared to say it, because, and, and I, I'm going to do this right now for everybody, for the listeners, because I want to encourage everybody to talk about your goals out loud even if it feels scary. I think a lot of people are very scared and timid to share their big goals because they're scared. Oh, what if people think, oh, who is she to say that? Or what if I fail? And I said it out loud and I fail, right? The more that you say your goals out loud, the more you never know who's listening. So there could be somebody listening and they're like, oh yeah, I need you for that thing. Or the universe is listening or yourself is listening. And the more that you say what you want, the more you're gonna subconsciously step into doing that. So my goal on this planet is to become the greatest motivational speaker of all time. That's my incredible. Goal. I want to do that. I'm going to do that. And one of the things that I'm working on in my mindset, we talked about being seen as your most authentic self and stepping into that version of yourself now and and um and and taking action and doing and all of these things that we've talked about. It really comes together 
with this goal for me. And I only talk about this because I want people to know that like, I'm doing this with you. If you're listening to this, I'm doing this with you. My goal is to step into that version of myself now, because it's really easy for me to step, slip into what everybody slips into, imposter syndrome, or am I not good enough? Or, you know, am I not enough? And my goal is to continuously say, this is for me, this is mine, and I am this. And whatever follows the I am will come looking for you. So if you can continuously decide that this is you now and this is your reality. And if you're sitting there, you're like, I want to be a well-known, recognized expert just like Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. Like, I want to be in my field in health, recognized and well-known. Instead of saying, I want to be, I am. I am. And start showing up as that now. How would you show up if you just decided that that was you now? How much differently would you show up? I want everyone to think about that that's listening to this right now. And what if you just started to show up that way? What if you dared yourself to do that today? We should dare everyone to do that. I think so. My, you know, you have to come on my podcast. It's called the I Dare You Podcast because at the end of my podcast, I dare everybody to do something. So let's do it. Okay. All right. So I dare you listeners to decide that just for today, let's just do it just for today. It makes it super simple and easy. We don't have to go crazy. We don't have to go for, it's very overwhelming to say this week, this year, whatever, just for today. You are that version of yourself that you want to be. That is you. How would that person show up today? How would that person speak to people? How would that person post online? How would that person sit? How would that person breathe? How would that person connect? What would that person do? Be that person today, I dare you. I love that. I, I think that that is tremendous. And you practice that every day. Every day that I remember to do it. <laughs> Let's be real. We have okay. to remind ourselves. Yeah. I, you know, Most I wish days. I was perfect every day. I would never sit here and be like, yes, I do this every day. I'm so great. I'm so perfect. I've got the perfect mindset. No, I'm a human. I'm a human. But I do work hard to make my, my life easy. So I do have reminders for myself. I do connect with my fabulous friends like you that remind me to do that. I do regularly. I do have post-its all over my house. Because I, it's one thing to be right doing and working at a business and being entrepreneurial and doing all the other things. And then there's the other component of building you within you. Of course. And that's yeah. a, a work in progress. But I do wake up and decide when I, I I have just a beautiful morning practice that I do. And and I it doesn't have to be the same each day. But for me, it's just tapping in, opening my journal and writing down my commitments and deciding that this is who I am. I am this person. I also have this letter that I wrote to myself. This is another really great exercise that everybody can do. So um, I wrote a letter to myself at the beginning of the year. And I envisioned myself being the version of myself that I know that I can be, right? Like Jen 2.0, like Jen, that's the greatest motivational speaker of all time. Jen, that's a great, like unbelievable entrepreneur. My business is doing amazing, like crushing it, right? Book is doing great. That girl at the end of the year, that's just hit all the goals, done everything, living her best life. She wrote a letter to Jen now, reminding Jen to do all the things that she needs to do today to get to that version of herself. What's crazy that happens is that we're all our best coach. We know how to coach ourselves. We just don't do it. So take yourself out of who you are now. Put yourself into you 2.0. So Dr. Gabrielle Lyon 2.0, the one that has done everything she wants to do. What would she tell Gabrielle Lyon now to do today to get to that? And I have this letter I've wrote myself and I read it every day and I get coaching from myself. Oh my God, day. I love that. I and love so like, that. Don't forget to show up and be seen today. Don't forget that you're enough. Don't forget that you're here for a bigger purpose. Don't forget that the more authentic and real that you are, the more you're going to connect with humans and the more impact you're going to make. Don't forget it's your responsibility to show up today. Don't forget that your insecurities 
are just about you. It's not about you. Like my letter says all these things. It's like me yelling at myself, but I'm like being my own motivational speaker. I love that. Um, You know, I could go on and ask you millions, a million more questions, but I think that we just have to do a part two. Okay, I'm down. I'm always down to talk to you. Jen Gottlieb, you are incredible. You are one of the strongest, most vibrant women I know. And I'm so excited to be able to share you with my audience and so much more to come. I, we will link where everybody can find you. Is there anything else that you want to add? Well, I want to thank you and I want to honor you. And I want to acknowledge you for who you are to the world and who you've been to me. And you've been an unbelievable friend to me. You've been an unbelievable mentor to me before you even realized you were a mentor to me. And it's truly like the greatest honor. Like this is an amazing moment to be able to sit here and do this with you. I feel like we just created a great, a great episode. And what I want to tell everybody is that you are in the right place. If you have your headphones on right now and you are listening to this, you have done an amazing thing for yourself today. And I just want you to tap yourself on the back and say, you know what? Good job, me. I did one thing today to move myself forward. That's it. It's so simple. It's as simple as that. And that little win, that little celebration with yourself will get you to go take action in a different way today. Well, it was such a pleasure and a privilege. I know that everyone is going to love this episode. Hopefully, guys, that you loved it as much as I have sitting here and listening and learning. The Dr. Gabrielle Lyon podcast and YouTube are for general information purposes only and do not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice, and no patient-doctor relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast, YouTube, or materials linked from the podcast or YouTube is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professional for any such conditions. This is purely for entertainment and educational purposes only.